Assalamu alaikum my friends my name is Fazal welcome to Injil for Muslim podcast Allah Taala has given the Injil Sharif to be a blessing and guidance for all peoples including the Muslim community Inshallah these lessons will guide you to understand the word of God which Allah has given through Isa al-Masih The Injil for Muslims podcast is especially designed for those from Muslim families who want to learn more about the Injil Sharif Please listen closely as my friend Dr. Daud teaches. Our prayer is that you will learn to love Isa Al-Masih with all your heart, soul, mind and strength as you listen. Assalamu alaikum my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Angelus for Muslims podcast. My great burden in this podcast is this that God has given the Injil Sharif as a guidance and light for all of humanity including the Muslim community. Unfortunately, so many of my Muslim friends have been ignorant about this book, have not had the opportunity to study the Injil Sharif for themselves. And so I'm making this podcast mostly for my Muslim friends so that I can slowly and carefully verse by verse, ayat by ayat, share my perspective on what the the Injil Sharif has for the Muslim community. In the last episode we begin talking about the the testimony the life and testimony of Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam and the, the gospel of Matthew and Matiki and Jil and today we're going to continue with that if you remember our our last episode we read about Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam in Matthew chapter 3 verses 1 through 10 coming out into the wilderness and proclaiming repent before the kingdom of heaven has come near And when he de- declared that he was really declaring that Hazrat Isa al-Masih had come into the world that Hazrat Isa al-Masih as the king of the kingdom of heaven had come to usher in his kingdom and to bring in a, a new reign upon the earth and Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam was sent before him as it declares in Isaiah 40 chapter 3 that Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam was a voice of one crying out in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make his path straight Now imagine this that Hazrat Isa al-Masih was so great, was so mighty, was so perfect that God chose to send a messenger before him to prepare the hearts of Bani Israel, to prepare the hearts of all of humanity for the coming of Hazrat Isa al-Masih. Do we see that of any other prophet that God sent a messenger before them? to prepare the hearts of people to hear the 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 voice of that second prophet it's another testimony to the greatness of Hazrat Isa al-Masih and when we consider Hazrat Isa al-Masih think about how many things are true of his life of that he's truly unique he was born of a virgin he was born without a father he has the m- most miraculous birth of any prophet angels came and testified about his birth prophets prophesied like again Hazrat Yeshaya alayhi salam prophesied 700 years before his birth that he would be born of a virgin. He has the most uh, powerful miracles of any prophet that we see. He healed the sick, he raised the dead. He he did miraculous works. So he has the most unique birth of any prophet, the most unique miracles of any prophet. His teaching was also unique. He said, "I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to God the Father except through me." We see that these three things are unique in his life, his birth, his miracles and his teaching, but they're not the most unique things, the most the most special things that he did. The most the greatest thing that Hazrat Isa Masih did was to give his life on a cross, was to die for all of humanity, was to die in our place and to to take care of our sins. As it said in Matthew chapter 1, when the the angel announced to Yusuf what the name of Hazrat Isa Masih would be he said that his name will be Isa because he will save his people from their sins 
That's the primary work of Hazrat Isa Masih coming into the world, was to save us from our sins by giving his life on a cross for our sins. And he was buried. And three days later, what happened? He came out from his tomb. Have you ever experienced anyone who was three days in a tomb and who came back from the dead? This really demonstrates the greatness of Hazrat Isa al-Masih. As we look all over the world, there are tombs in many places, but the tomb of Hazrat Isa al-Masih is empty. And that's a testimony to his greatness. And where, where is he today? We all know where he is. He's seated at the right hand of God the Father, ready to come again in the day of judgment. So this man, Hazrat Yahya, alayhi salam, about who we're focusing today, was one of many people who tried to show others the greatness and the uniqueness of Hazrat Isa al-Masih. Before we get into our text today, I want to read briefly the testimony of Hazrat Yahya, alayhi salam, and the Gospel of John. As I said in our last episode, there's, there are more than a hundred verses, a more than a hundred ayat in the Injil Sharif that, that talk about the life and the testimony and the ministry of Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam. And if we want the full knowledge of everything that Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam said and did, we, we need the Injil Sharif. It's one testimony of why the Muslim community needs the Injil Sharif is that if we love, if we truly love the prophets and if we want to know everything we can about the prophets, then the few ayats that are in the Quran are not sufficient. And the, the Quran tells, tells us that over and over again, it indicates that the, the Injil Sharif is a good book that's come from God. If you have any questions about that, start by going to the, the episode uh, where I share about 15 ayats from Surah al-Baqarah that testify that the Injil is for Muslims. All right. Let's read, uh, let's read from Ma- the book of John, chapter one, verses 29 to 36. The next day, Hazrat Yahya salam, saw Hazrat Isa al-Masih coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Again, Hazrat Yahya salam, understood what the purpose of the life of Hazrat Isa al-Masih was, that Hazrat Isa al-Masih was the one who took away the sins of the world. And this is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. When he says that Hazrat Isa al-Masih existed before me, this is a very, a very strange statement for many people, I think, because Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam, his birth was six months before Hazrat Isa al-Masih. But Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam understood that Hazrat Isa al-Masih had existed before him. Hazrat Isa al-Masih was not initially created in his birth. He existed before that. He existed before his birth. In fact, and in John chapter 1, it says that he existed from the foundation of the world. Verse 31, I didn't know him, but I came giving the pakusal with water so that he might be revealed to Bani Israel. As we read last week, that uh, one function of Hazrat Yahya salam was to give the pakusal. This is a special bath, a special washing that people take when they become followers of Hazrat Isa al-Masih. And Hazrat Yahya salam was coming to give that so that Hazrat Isa al-Masih might be revealed to the people of Bani Israel. And Hazrat Yahya salam said, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he rested on him. The, he's saying that the spirit of God, the pakru, descended from heaven and rested on Hazrat Isa al-Masih. We'll read more about that in just a moment in Matthew chapter 3. And Hazrat Yahya, I didn't know him, but he who sent me to give the pakusal with water told me, the one you see the Spirit descending and resting on, he is the one who gives the gusal of the Holy Spirit. 
We'll read someday about the gusel of the Holy Spirit, that we, we can read about that in the book of Acts, chapter 2. And then Hazrat Yahya says this, I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. If we have other prophets of the stature of Hazrat Yahya salam, declaring that Hazrat Isa Masih is the Son of God, we, we need to give some credence to that statement. And if you have more questions about that, go back and find the episode that we made about how Hazrat Isa Masih is the Son of God and what that means. And when we say that, we do not mean that Hazrat Isa Masih is the physical Son of God. He's the spiritual Son of God. And it's an important statement that the Injil Sharif makes about who Hazrat Isa Masih is. So today, we're going to get into Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 to 17. It's a short section today, but it has a lot, a lot of important statements about Hazrat Isa Masih. Let me read the full section, and then I'm going to go back and discuss each part. This is Hazrat Yahya salam speaking at the beginning. I give you pakusul with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is more powerful than I. I am not worthy to remove his sandals. He himself will give you a gusul of the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with fire that never goes out. Then Hazrat Isa Masih came from Galilee to Hazrat Yahya salam at the Jordan to receive the pakusul from him. But Hazrat Yahya salam tried to stop him, saying, I need to receive the pakusul from you, and yet you come to me? Hazrat Isa Masih answered, Allow it for now, because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then Hazrat Yahya salam permitted him. When Hazrat Isa Masih received the pakusul, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The statement from heaven again is this, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Let's begin at the beginning. So Hazrat Yahya salam said this about Hazrat Isa Masih. He said, I give you pakusul with water for repentance. So as we described, Hazrat Yahya salam was calling people to repent, was calling people to turn their lives over to God. And he was taking them to the Jordan River and submersing them in the Jordan River. And they were publicly testifying about their sins. And they were turn, turning away from those things to walk on the truth path of God. So Hazrat Yahya salam is declaring what he did. But then the next thing he says, but the one who is coming after me is more powerful than I. Who is the one coming after Hazrat Yahya salam? It's Hazrat Isa Masih. He is declaring from the beginning that there's one greater than him. This great prophet Hazrat Yahya salam is declaring his purpose. But he's declaring that he he's simply there to testify, to point to somebody who's greater. Hazrat Yahya salam said about him, I am not worthy to remove his sandals. We read about the same thing in John chapter 1. And this is a common statement that Hazrat Yahya salam seems to have made about Hazrat Isa Masih, is that Hazrat Yahya salam was looking at the greatness of al-Masih, of Hazur al-Masih, and saying, he is so great, he's so powerful, so mighty, that I'm not even worthy to take care of his shoes. I'm not worthy to take his feet, his sandals off and to wash his feet, because he's so great, he's so mighty, he's so above. And Hazrat Yahya salam in this is trying to show us the might and the power of Hazrat Isa Masih. And then Hazrat Yahya salam said, made this statement about Hazrat Isa Masih. 
He said, he himself will give you a gusel of the Holy Spirit and fire. In many English translations, it says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. What that means is that um, some people will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and some people will be baptized with fire. When we read the whole context here, we go back to chapter 3, verse 10. It talks about trees being cut down who aren't producing good fruit that bear with repentance being cut down by the axe and thrown into the fire. If we look down at chapter 3, verse 12, it talks about the chaff being thrown into a fire to be burnt with a fire that will never go out. It's clear in this context that fire is the fire of judgment. That one day when Hazrat Esau Masih comes on the day of judgment on Rose and Saf, that he will gather those who have chosen to disobey, who have chosen not to walk on the path of God, and he will cast them into a fire that will never go out. But to those who believe, this passage says that he will baptize them with the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean? Is that Hazrat Esau Masih has purified his people by his blood, by the sacrifice that he made upon the cross. When Hazrat Esau Masih was preparing back to go back to Janet, to go back to the presence of God the Father, at that time told his disciples that he would not leave them alone, that even though he was leaving them, that he would send the Holy Spirit upon his followers. And after he left and went to heaven, and we read about this in the book of Acts, which is in Urdu Rasul and Kiamal, if we look at that book, then we see that Hazrat Esau Masih sent the Holy Spirit upon his disciples. The Holy Spirit filled them with power so that they could be his witnesses, that they could testify about the greatness of Hazrat Esau Masih, and that that Holy Spirit would also transform us from within. As I said last week in the, in the last episode, there's a passage in the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It says that the fruit of the Spirit meaning that when the Holy Spirit comes into the life of the follower of Hazrat Isa al-Masih, the Spirit is who transforms us. And Hazrat Isa al-Masih is the one who's worthy to give this Spirit that can come within us to give us power to testify about Him, that can give us power to transform our lives. And if anyone is looking to be connected more with God and is looking to have this inward transformation, then we need the power of the Pakru in our lives. I shared last week about the experience that I had when I first repented and believed. And what I know that happened when I experienced a transformation that happened when when the sin and the darkness began to leave my life and the life and the the fullness and the joy began to come, what was happening was that Hazrat Isa al-Masih gave me his spirit, gave me the Pakru, and the Pakru is who began to transform me from within. All right, let's keep reading forward in verse 12 where Hazrat Yahya is still testifying about Hazrat Isa al-Masih, and he's testifying here about him as the judge. He says, the, the, his winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with fire that never goes out. Now, he's, he's using an analogy from agriculture here that some people will understand, and some people will have difficulty understanding. Let me describe. So at that time... The people who were growing wheat, they would gather the wheat into what they would call a threshing floor. And a threshing floor was like a pit, and they would put the wheat there, and they wanted to separate the good from the bad and the wheat. Chaff was something that could be taken away by the wind, while the wheat was something heavier that would fall to the ground. So a winnowing fork was a large fork that somebody would put into the wheat, and they would throw it up into the air on a windy day, and the wind would begin to take the chaff away, and it was a way of separating the wheat from the chaff. 
And this, and this tamsil and this, uh, and this parable that Hazrat Isa Masih is giving, he's describing that humanity will be like two types of people. That one will be like the wheat that he gathers into his barn, and the other is like the chaff, and that he will separate it with his winnowing fork on the day of judgment. Verse 13. Then Hazrat Isa Masih came from Galil to Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam at the Jordan to receive the pakusal from him. But Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam tried to stop him, saying, I need to receive the pakusal from you, and yet you come to me. Now remember, Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam said, I'm not worthy to take care of his shoes. So imagine how Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam felt when Hazrat Isa Masih came to him and said, give me this pakusal that you're giving to everyone else. Now this does not mean that Hazrat Isa Masih had ever sinned. In fact, he was without sin. His spiritual birth, that he was, he was born of the Spirit, meant that he was different from all of humanity. Well, the Injil Sharif testifies that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Injil Sharif also testifies that Hazrat Isa Masih was without sin, that he never sinned, that he never had any act of disobedience in his life. Verse 15, Hazrat Isa Masih answered to him. That means Hazrat Isa Masih gave an answer to Hazrat Yahya salam, saying, Allow it for now, because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then Hazrat Yahya salam, permitted him, meaning that Hazrat Yahya salam, gave him the pakusul. What did he mean by fulfilling all righteousness? What he meant is this, is that Hazrat Isa al-Masih, one of his purposes was to show us the path that all humanity was to walk to come into closeness with Allah. And what this passage is testifying is that Hazrat Isa al-Masih had to take the pakusul to show the rest of us that we also required this act of obedience to enter within the kingdom of heaven. And today, if you want to follow Hazrat Isa al-Masih, this is an act that you need to take. It's an act of obedience, of going into the water and having another follower of Hazrat Isa al-Masih give you the pakusul so that you also can become a follower of Hazrat Isa al-Masih. Verse 16 and 17. When Hazrat Isa al-Masih received the pakusul, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit descending like a dove and coming down on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This last verse shows a few great things. First, it shows that the, the heavens opened. Hazrat Isa al-Masih was so unique and so special that at the point of his pakusul, the Spirit of God came down from heaven in the form like a dove and it rested upon him. And this, this was an anointing with the Holy Spirit that was unique to Hazrat Isa al-Masih that no other person at that time had received. The, the Holy Spirit filled up Hazrat Isa al-Masih in a unique way. And what, what we'll see in the next passage in Matthew chapter 4 is that from that time on that the Holy Spirit guided and led Hazrat Isa al-Masih. Hazrat Isa al-Masih did not begin his ministry until the Holy Spirit had filled him, until the Pakru had filled him to guide him and direct him and to fill him and to give him the power to do his ministry. At the same time, a voice from heaven declares this, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. In John chapter 1, we read that Hazrat Yahya alayhi salam testified that this is the whole, this is the son of God. I have, I'm testifying that this, Hazrat Isa Masih, that he is the son of God. Here we see an even greater testimony, a voice from heaven declaring that, that Hazrat Isa al-Masih is the son of God. This is a very hard statement for some people, but in this passage, we begin to see the beginnings of what many followers of Hazrat Isa al-Masih call the Trinity, that God exists as a Father, a Son, and a Holy Spirit. Now, I understand that the Trinity is a very hard topic for many Muslims to accept, 
I think that the next episode, I'm going to take an aside from the Gospel of Matthew to talk about that concept of the Trinity. I want to share with you what the what the Angel Sharif shares about the Trinity, what it teaches about the Trinity, and why we believe what we do about the Trinity. And basic it's this. We believe that God is so great, that he's so mighty, that he's so high, that he's so lifted up, that we simply need to receive what he says about himself. And when he reveals himself as a Trinity and the Angel Sharif, we simply accept what he says about himself. We do not act as a judge over the word of God. We simply accept the word of God for what God says about himself. And if Allah Ta'ala declares that he exists in a trinity, then we accept that. Now today, I hope that this message from Matthew chapter 3 has been an encouragement for you. Allah Hafiz, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. I want to welcome you to continue this conversation of learning from the Injil Sharif. And in particular, I want to give you a challenge. If you want to learn about the Injil Sharif and to really learn this book, I want to give you the the Injil in 90 Days Challenge. The Injil in 90 Day Challenge is simply this. You can easily read the entire Injil Sharif in about 90 days. If you read just three chapters a day, it'll take you about 15 minutes. You may have a lot of questions. How do I get an Injil Sharif? What do, where did the Injil Sharif come from? For answers to your questions, I want to direct you to our website. Go to injilformuslims.com. That's I-N-J-E-E-L, the number four, muslims.com. Injilformuslims.com. And you'll find answers to all those questions and more. On that website, you can also find ways to contact us directly with any questions or in any ways we may help you. Allah Hafiz, my friends.